Hey, welcome everybody to the Coach Tyler Band Show. Uh, Howie Chaney, along with Randall Cunningham, and in the middle, of course, Coach Tyler Band, as always. So we're going to get right into the show. We're going to get into the meat of the show tonight. Um, Coach, uh, was a rough night up at Sylvania. I mean, <clears throat> up at Plainview. But the team started out really well and played played a good first half, a, very, a, a great first half. Yeah, we our guys came out ready to go. You know, we was able to, you know, after watching film, we scouted it up. We felt like we was about to run the football. Um, and uh, we felt like our offensive line was about to handle their front, and our offensive line did um, all night, really, to be honest with you. We just um, had some penalties there that stalled – Killed two drives in the second half, two times we didn't score. Um, both were, were self-inflicted penalties. Um, but our offensive line did a really good job all night long. You know, we was able to run off tackle. We was able to, you know, mix it up, run trout, run inside, run outside. And our guys, at 2 and 22, uh, ran the ball hard. I'm really proud of, of the way we came out uh, ready to go. You know, we, we're going to halftime 24 to 7. And we come out of half. Give credit to Plainview. They outplayed us in the second half, but we also um, didn't execute. Um, you know, we, we had two turnovers on special teams in the second half that gave them two drives that we didn't have the football. And then the first half, we had another turnover that gave them the football. They scored every single time that we, we turned it over um, on the special teams unit. And so we've got to do a better job there. But, um, you know, proud of the way our guys come out ready to go. We just got to – you know, pull it together. Listen, there's not a lot of people that understand what what these kids face adversity-wise in their building. You know, I've, our guys have a lot of life lessons in this season um, that they can look back on in the future because I ain't been a part of something where where this many guys have had to face adversity on their team. And, and you know, we're, we're still dealing with adversity. We're going to deal with it throughout the season, the rest of the season. Um, I told our guys, just you know, I don't care who's going to be out there on this Friday night. Um, who's healthy? We've got to find a way to win the next two weeks to host a playoff game. So that's what we got to do, and then we can start getting some guys back. But till then, um, whoever's out there has got to give everything they got, and we got to try to find a way to win the next two weeks. Coach, you talked about it, giving them two turnovers. Us as normal fans, and I and I'll, I'll I'll send Coach a football question now and then, just trying to understand the game better. But us as fans don't understand what handing them two drives like that does to your play chart it really gives Plainview nine possessions and you five possessions and it's really a difference changer in the game or whatever the play chart looked like yeah so they stole three possessions from us um that's three times that we didn't get the football where our offense was doing a really good job of sustaining drives and uh not only that so if you give us the ball three more times we're probably going to be able to run off you know seven or eight minutes minimal out of three drives guaranteed that's eight minutes that they don't have the ball that they can't score score the ball and we had a you know a lead of 30 to 15 um you know we just had to keep the ball and, and move the ball which we was going to be able to do you know our o-line played really good for really well for the most part i was really proud of them um, the way they played even when 56 went out at halftime or right after half and tanner went in at, at guard 58 for the second half he played well he did not play bad but um, and then 54, Shoulder come out of place twice in the second half at right guard, and he played well. Um, so, you know, both our guards, you know, guards are dealing with injuries, and, and they continue to play good. And 
you know, give her back some lanes. But when you get fourth and one and you line up offside, you can count that as a turnover as well because they wasn't stopping yeah. us from getting the yard. Um, when you get, um, you know, second and seven and then you have a false start where we're running Baylor, we're running buck sweep on second and seven, then we get second and 13, we change the play call. Um, you know, we throw an incompletion as third and 13. You can count them two penalties as, as – things that cost us drives because, you know, if we're staying on schedule, our offense is doing a really good job of controlling the line of scrimmage. We're okay. We just, you know, had self-inflicting uh, penalties and, and mental mistakes that we've got to clean up and continue to get better. And guys who are playing in new spots are going to have to get better and grow up quick. Coach, and not taking anything away from Plainview, we never take anything away from the opponent. They played well in the second half. But I think you made a point that that, that through the film – um, you got off schedule in the second half, and maybe explain that to the viewer. What what you call getting off schedule? Is it just down in distance that you want to, you know, you want to be in second and six and third and twos, and or right. or is it deeper than that? Yeah, we biggest play in a set of downs is first down. Obviously, you know, you want to get three, four, five yards on first down and be able to control it. And then if you're second and short, the playbook really opens up. But if you're in second, six, second, seven, uh, you continue to average your, your yards per carry, um, then you're, you're going to continue to move the football all night because you're, you're liable to bust a big run. Um, and then if you're getting third and short, where you have a play call, um, for third and short because you know you have fourth down ahead or you're getting a first down. But if you have a penalty on third and three and it bumps you to third and eight, um, now you've went from on schedule to off schedule where now the play call changes. And when the play call changes, you know, you just have to you – know, players got to make plays and you got to step up and puts a lot of pressure on your pass game. puts a lot of pressure on your pass, um, uh, you know, up front on your protection. Um, because they normally you know, get some pressure on third and longs. Um, so, but if we stay on schedule and you're able to mix it up with play actions on second shorts, third and shorts here and there in, in good field position, and you're able to continue to run the football, well, everything's easy as a play caller. But um, like when you get off schedule, it puts a lot of a lot of pressure not on one play caller necessarily as much, but on players to make, make big plays. And um, it just didn't go our way. For, Friday night or Thursday night, you know, get a lot of credit to Plainview and what they were able to do. But um, we just got to do a better job of not self-inflicted penalties, you know. You know, you don't have a lot of ball penalties, but the ones that, that can use the pre-snap penalties that uh, we got to clean up. Howie, I'll come to you after this. Coach, You in that second half, you're third in – Short, which is your bread and butter around the 50-yard line uh, in all high school football. I think third and short, anytime you're post 50-yard line, at our high school, at any high school I've seen, that's that's the time that you can come back and take a little shot. But you never really was in third and short that 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 whole second half where you could take a shot downfield. And that that's tough when you're trying to be patient that way. Yeah, and uh, I think we got one. It was third and three. Uh, ran quarterback out the backside. We got tackled, made it fourth and one. Um, and we just lined up all sides, ended up fourth and six. And there's a big difference in fourth and six and fourth and one. And then when you're, you're long snappers on the sideline with a, with a high ankle sprain that's going to keep him out a while, uh, 
and your backup long snapper uh, shoulders come out of place twice, <laughs> you're in a you're in a predicament on fourth and six on what you need to do. Um, and we decided to go for it, and you know we're really close to getting out there. It was a half yard short, and there you was things for, during the play that that you know could have happened that we could have executed better that would have would have busted that play open, but we failed to make that play, and that's fine. I mean, that's part part of football, you know. Football's about making plays, and um, maybe I should have had us in a better play, and, but it is what it is. Uh, something coaches and players need to learn from moving forward. All right, Howie Chaney, go ahead with your questions. Hey, coach, I like to go to the uh, special teams aspect real quick. Uh, did they have you saw playing you do that? What I call a watermelon kick all year long, or is that something new that just broke out for y'all? They started, I think, last week. They did a little bit against five. Uh, we worked it all week. That's all we worked when we went kick return. Was, uh, we put some skill guys up front. Uh, we knew they was going to do it, move some guys up. and uh, We worked it, and uh, it's still tough. You know, that ball's rolling on the ground. Um, it's still tough. You know, people think it's uh, easy to do, but you, you kick a football on the ground, it ain't going to take the same hop. It ain't going to roll the same every time. So no matter how much you practice it, um, sometimes the bounce is on kicking, it's on head off shoulder pads, and, and um, it's not going to turn in your favor, you know, regardless of how much you work it. But um, it, it happened. Um, but I think they only got it one time. We was able to jump on it to rest. Um, and, you know, it makes you nervous every time you do it. Um, but you also got to be prepared for them to kick it deep or, or squib it down the middle or square it back to the left so you can't you can't put too many guys in one spot and so but we trusted the guys we had up there and then they made plays and it ain't the guys fault who didn't make the play that we lost the game it's just that it happens you know it happens right i I just curious if it's something they just broke it brought out for you no, that we would actually worked it a good bit uh, leading up to it we had laid it down and kicked uh, it just like that yeah savannah's defensive line your defensive line was kind of held in check Friday night. Uh, they didn't get in the backfield as much. Do you – was that because of the triple option? Was that by design, trying to keep them at home a little bit more? Yeah, you, you know, we, we changed it up a good bit. You know, whether 51 or ends was going to be on the quarterback or die. And then we set up, and, you know, we pretty much chose something there in the second half. They weren't just killing us on beer. It was more of a – it was a low toss that they were cracking um, our outside backers with illegally. But, you know, we that was what they was getting the edge on us with. And so that play was killing us. You know, if you illegally crack somebody, um, it's hard for that outside backer if you're getting hit in the back or getting hit in the side of the helmet and you don't see it coming to make a play because that was a guy that was there to make the play and our corners come up and we'd miss a tackle in there. But that's just part of it. But the veer as far as our D-line, to answer your question, um, you know, they were held in check. And I think in the second half, um, when 56 went out up front at D tackle for us, um, with 52 already being out for the year and us having to kind of move some guys around, I um, was having to move an end that hadn't even worked D tackle inside at D tackle. And uh, they kind of took advantage of us there a little bit. You know, we tried to work a few different guys in there at tackle. Um, and they, you know, we just wasn't. It was probably more my fault. It ain't the kids' fault. It's my fault that we didn't get more reps there inside. But um, it kind of hurt us there because you never plan on somebody to get hurt, especially to have a couple injuries where you have to move move guys around. But 
51 and 50 when he was at in and 33 at in. They did they did a pretty good job. It's just that that triple option. You know, you penetrate and they hit underneath you. Or you 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 know you're trying to make them wrong and they did a good job making us wrong. And then our our, you know, our quarterback player and outside backers really struggled. Um, you know, we just we did a really good job going in half against the rear. We come out the second half and it was kind of like. Uh, we hadn't seen it before. I don't know. You know, we just struggled. And so should have got more reps at it through the week, I guess. But again, I think it was more so we, we made a few minor adjustments there at halftime. And I think it kind of threw us off for, you know, I think it kind of affected different guys there when we was making adjustments. And man, we should have just probably kept it the same and rolled with it. That's probably on us as a staff. And, um, and that way they wouldn't have been as much thinking. You know, we held them to seven points. We shouldn't have changed much at half, but we tried to change something that I felt like um, and Coach Clark felt like would be a benefit to our guys. And, and I think it, if anything, it may have, you know, caused them wheels to spend too much and we was kind of and missing missing our assignments. So, and that was a big part, you know, it was just missing assignments and stuff we got to work on and get better at, you know. Coach, go ahead, Sorry about that, Randy. Uh, going again. Uh, let me ask a follow up to that. It was such a great question. Let me get out, and I'll come right back to you. Okay. I want to. I want to talk real fast about even out of that option. The kids get blocked different. They're coming from different angles, and you were talking about the crackback and stuff. But even the tackles get blocked down on different. The ends can get kicked different. Uh, I remember playing option teams, and this was barely out of leather helmet days. So we've always talked about old am, but you really have to adjust to the angle you're getting blocked at playing at that triple option. And I thought the kids initially did well, but I think Plainview may have adjusted their blocking scheme at halftime too a little bit. And you couldn't go back to what you were doing in the first half. That would have probably confused the kids even worse. Is, is that a fair read? Yeah, and a lot of a lot of things were changed. Wasn't much up front. It was more on the back end, um, secondary and outside backer. Up front, the the only thing that really changed was personnel. To be honest with you, um, fifty one did a really good job. Thirty three did a good job at the end. You know, every, they all played hard. Uh, not one of them took a play. I mean, they played hard. Um, but in that triple, you know, you're just unblocked so much. If you if you tackle the dive, he's pulling it. Well, you've done your job. All right, yeah. you made him pull it. You've done your job. Now the next guy, the quarterback player, has got to play the quarterback pitch, got to play the pitch. Only thing you can control is your job. As soon as you decide that if I'm a dive player, that I'm going to take the quarterback, or I'm going to help on the dive and take the quarterback, and I'm going to try to do too much, is when the dive's going to hit you. Um, so, you know, it was just about us doing our job, everybody doing their job, and it was always just maybe one, one guy here or there that wasn't, and that's what makes triple option tough. You've got to be at home. you got to be sound every play and uh but for the most part the first half and, and most of the game against the beer our guys did okay job we just we just gotta get better at, at doing the little things right all the time so. well you even see uh and how you can have the question just to follow up you even see the the guys that play on saturday they don't want to play the triple option teams the armies the navies just because it it's such a different look than what everybody gets them but uh Good point, Coach. I really – that's a good answer. Allie, go ahead with your question. Well, going back to kind of what you're talking about as far as a different look, you had Piedmont earlier this year that threw the ball all over the field. Now you had Plainview that runs the triple option. How difficult is it to get your guys to adjust from different 
offenses that you got to face week to week? Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's tough on on kids, you know, and tough on like I never played against a triple option. I was in school. Uh, first time I coached against it was last year in Jamboree against DAR. Um, I haven't seen it a lot in my lifetime. You know, most of what I've saw is I've seen the wing T, I've seen the double wing and all that, but I hadn't seen triple ran much. And uh, so it's, you know, I've learned a lot in the last year and a half, two years, just being around it uh, with DAR playing view twice. Um, but it brings a different element. Triple option does. It's tough. Um, and But our guys, you know, Coach Clark's done a really good job preparing our guys throughout the week every time we played the triple option and uh, it was no different than we prepared last year no different when we prepared against DAR it's the same preparation that we've used every time we played the triple option um we've just got to you know we, we just got to get better but it is tough now going from a spread team to um, a five and then to a triple option like it's different every week and then, and then this week we're going to a power aisle kind of top look uh, formation is what we're going to see all week so Different looks, and you can kind of all put them together in some type of way sometimes. But the triple option, that's his own element. A dive play is a dive play, but when a dive is off a pitch read, it's just not a dive play. All right. Howie, go ahead, sir. Well, I noticed on one of the plays that Plainview ran, he kept the ball. He faked it to the fullback, but kept the ball and just followed him up through the hole. Is that something y'all might have saw on film? Is that one of the uh, you know I know nothing about football, so is that like one of the triple option? You follow. They did it more last year with Noah, um, and I think they only done that like once against us. Um, and the rest of the time he would pull it and he would hit inside because their outside back was playing outside, and he was actually the quarterback player, so he should have been fitting. Um, off the edge, and we just failed to fit off the edge, so that's why he was cutting it right off tackle. So our end was tackling dive like he was supposed to. He's pulling it, and he's cutting it up because our outside backer's not playing downhill. Um, just tackle the quarterback. So um, I don't know. They may run that cue follow play. I remember seeing. I remember seeing him pull it and keep it inside tight, just because our outside backer was not fitting the way he was supposed to. But you know. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I don't know nothing about the X's and O's, and I've I watch a lot of games, and I I, I really do love the triple option. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Uh, I love watching Navy. I love watching Army play. I used to watch love watching Georgia Tech because they ran it, but I never remember seeing the quarterback actually just kind of use the fullback as a blocker, just follow. Totally blocker, yeah. They did it. They did it more last year with no lot. 12, I thought he was one of the best players in the region. They, they ran that play a good bit last year. Okay. Randy, what you got for us? Well, Coach, um, we'll, we'll finish up on Plainview and move on to Hoax Buff, but I, I just got a couple of uh, short questions. Uh, the atmosphere, I mean, it didn't turn out the way you want, but you can't ask for a game to be a bigger time feel. What was it like pregame and getting ready to run on the field and just a little bit about the experience of playing that robbery. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I hadn't been a part of it till last year. It's not just playing to you. I, I mean, I feel the same when we go to Geraldine or when we go anywhere in DeKalb County. I, I think it's a DeKalb County feel, you know. It's, yeah. 
it's a special Friday. It's Friday nights are special, but it's real special when you you have two DeKalb County teams lining up against each other, especially when it's a big region game. Um, it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, and, and hopefully we change that, and you know, over the next few years, and we make it go our way. But um, atmosphere was great, and it's it's something special these kids will be a part of. You know, so enjoyed it. I wish we could have enjoyed it more. You know, I thought going in half. Um, we just had to get the ball. You know, if, if we get the ball out of half, uh, I think the game could be different. You know, they, that's when they got their own side kick and they were able to, you know, and then they got a two-point conversion because they mouthed the, the field goal. And, um, you know, and then you get to the end of the game and you you ask the question and or hear people ask the question, not, not me, I don't um, Do you let them score? Uh me no uh that's why we didn't um uh, i don't you know in hindsight you know you don't know what's going to take place but they've snapped it on the ground they've already bobbled once now um and i'm never going to ask my defense to let somebody score um you know if you if you turn on the film and you watch them in the triple option uh, they they put it on the ground a lot this year um and we, we have opportunity to maybe they put a pitch on the ground. Maybe we force a fumble because we forced a lot of turnovers in the last few games. Um, but we needed to stop, and our defense found a way to get a stop, and I'm proud of them for that. You know, it's, they needed to stand tall right there. They did their job, um, and then they got the hold and the snap and the kick, uh, which is not easy in high school football. Um, and we wasn't able to block it, and we was in the pursuing uh, possession. We didn't have a lot of times not having any timeouts. And, it was also my fault because I shouldn't have wasted the timeout complaining about a block in the back that I knew they wouldn't change. Um, I shouldn't have got that frustrated to do that. I should have just screamed from the sideline and not wasted the timeout. Um, so if I could have that back, I would. That, that was a, a mental mistake by me on my part, not understanding um, how much time's left in the game and we may, we may need that timeout. What's better, we ended up getting a stop and uh, we just muffed the punt and they got the ball back so it is what it is but the environment like you the question see i just chased the rabbit everywhere um but um the environment was great well coach um you know i know it's hard to come on here after a loss and talk about it and all the respect in the world to you for for doing it and all the respect in the world to you for taking responsibility but you know at the end of the day come this week it's about hoax bruff and uh, it's about a great week of preparation, and where do we set in prep for Hoax Bluff, and 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 how did the kids respond to the uh, coming back to practice? Good, really. To be honest, I'm trying to think how how to put it the right way. Um, so I told them after the game, you know, a lot of again, people don't understand what these guys go through, uh, and I at Savannah or in the field house. And we take pride in how we leave our locker room. We take pride in how we stretch and how we do everything we do. I um, mean, I'm, I'm Coach Van and there's one of me and I can't be everywhere at one time. All I can be is if I'm host, if I'm holding a meeting in here and they're in there, half of the team's in there working out and half of them's in here meeting with me, I can't be everywhere. Um, but when I get told, you know, that we're not doing things the right way as far as maybe mentally and, and 
in line, stretch lines, or wherever we're supposed to be, or maybe one guy's not leaving the locker the right way, and and I allow them to get away with it. That's my fault because it's not the culture we're going to be about. Um, and I, I had allowed them to get away with it for a week. <laughs> Once or twice, I allowed them to get away with it. And that was my fault. I told them after the game, they never had to worry about them getting away with anything like that again because it's just not who we're going to be. I don't care if it's as small as you whispering and talking in a, in a warm-up line. Like, what are you going to be about? Um, all everything matters. How you leave your locker, who sweeps the locker room out, everything matters. If all the little things don't matter in there or in the weight room, then they don't need to matter out there on the field. And um, without me having to say anything else about that, they've done a really good job of that this week. Um, I think they understand the word complacency and how that can sneak up on you. And, you know, football is football, and you match up with a team differently every week, regardless of how many people tell you how good you are, uh, regardless of how many people tell you how bad that other team is. Uh, you better listen to me when I tell you um, a team's very capable of beating you. You better listen to me when I tell you you better prepare the correct way for a team um, because I'm not going to lie to you. And, and I told them all week, if you're not ready to go, plain BBS. You know, they're 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 ready. Um, you know, this is a chance to save their season, and they're going to get their best shot. We did. And I thought we handled it well early. Um, and I told them at halftime, you know, they were down to Piedmont. 28-7, they come back and battle 28-21. to 21. They're not going to quit. If you give them a little bit of life, uh, they're going to take it and they're going to fight back and it's going to be a ball game. And, and we did that right off the bat um, with that onside kick. Again, it wasn't that, that kid's fault. <clears throat> There's a, a bad hop, hit him in the chest and bounced up in the air. Um, and it is what it is. We just had to find a way to answer. And our guys did answer. We, we gave up a touchdown, but we answered back and we scored on the preserving possession. And we made it 30 to 15. That's answering the call right there. Um, our guys did a really good job of doing that. But, you know, I thought our guys this week in preparation, at one, they're, they're doing a really good job trying to prepare for Hope's Bluff. And we ain't even been able to practice um, the way I would, you know, like to practice because of the injuries and, and the people that we, that we have out, the people that we have playing, that we're having to get prepare a bunch of different lineups for what may happen. But you know what? They understand it, and they're getting ready to play because I told them it doesn't matter what it takes the next two weeks. We just got to find a way to win. If we find a way to win the next two weeks, we're hosting a playoff game. So that that's what we've got to do. We can't worry about anything else. Uh, the guys that are healthy and ready to go, we have we, – we, there's no choice. All right, let's get ready to go and, and find a way to win. And I think I think we're going to, and I think the guys are, are answering it and preparing the right way. Um, no matter how much I change in practice or have to change how we practice some things, um, they're doing a really good job of trying to lock in and just get better. So I'm proud of them. Hoax Bluff um, off the film, big physical football team up front, three uh, defensive linemen all over 235. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for our offensive line to be met on Friday night. Uh, there's some pretty good athletes in that front seven for Hoax Bluff. Yeah, they – uh, they're really well coached. They do a good job. Um, you know, they're physical. Um, that's how they play. That's how they play in the I formation. Um, so, you know, we're going to do what we do, though. We're we're prepared to throw it some more than we have been. We're also prepared to run it. You know, I think uh, whoever the five are up front, 
Uh, I trust them to get the job done and, and provide running lanes for the guys in the backfield, and they don't take a huge running lane for two and twenty-two to get the job done. So we just have to, you know, find a way to move them up front a little bit, create some lanes for our running backs to get loose, and then be good play action and, and pass downs because we're going to be able to throw it, I think, a little bit. Um, we've worked a good bit on that this week again. We work every week. We've done a lot more scaly this week because we've got to be ready to throw it. Uh, you know, when we need to, and, and kind of not even when we need to anymore, you know, second shorts, third and shorts play actions. Uh, we just got to be on time and, and do our job, but I'm really proud of how they're preparing, and, you know, regardless of, of the adversity, I'm proud of them. Howie, I'll come to you after this. Coach, uh, I know this is only your second year out in Sylvania, and you've been a head coach prior at Woodville for a year or two. Have you ever dealt, even as an assistant, with – the rash of industry injuries that you've had to deal with over the last two or three weeks, or is this just one of those things that's kind of fluky and it just turned, you know, bad for us right now? I, I never been a part of something. That, no, and I keep looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We just got to press on and uh, keep on striving, you know, to, to get get there, you know, I told him the other day, just get to week eleven. Let's yeah. In the next two weeks, let's get in the playoffs, host the playoff game, and then some of these guys will be coming back. Now we've lost three guys for the year, you know, and we got numerous other guys that are questionable, and we don't know how how they're going to be. And we got guys that's playing at 80 percent. But they're playing and they're giving everything they got, and I'm proud of them. And and they go out there and they practice everything they got, and they cannot control injuries. Um, they cannot. That's out of their control. All they can do is rest, ice, you know, and then prepare the right way, and then do it all over again. You know, they take care of their bodies. Some guys do a really good job of after practice, um, you know, getting the rehab, getting what they're supposed to do, and going back out practicing. And, and just continuing to rehab their bodies. They're, they're, it's not a lack of, of that or anything. And it's not a lack of uh, toughness either. You know, sometimes you can question question a kid's toughness, but I, I, there ain't one kid that's been hurt or injured. We ain't been hurt, we've been injured. You know, we got a bunch of guys hurt that's playing through it. That's football. Uh, that's that's going to happen every year. Um, but as far as injuries go, I've never know. I've never been a part of as many injuries as we've we've had. But our guys in that locker room, you know, they they know it's the next man up. They know that they trust the next guy up, uh, and they just want to prepare the right way and get better. In your numbers, <clears throat> being in the forties, when you lose three guys, it's like the guys that play on Saturday losing fifteen people for the year. Or so, and, and often that one guy represents not only offense, but defense and special teams. So you're really losing a player in three different positions when one goes down. Right. Yeah. And so, and then when, if you have, I could go into a lot with this, but like there's something where we may be dealing with a situation, you know, where you're losing guards. Like we have guards that are questionable. Um, and, and hopefully they're, they're cleared and they can, they can play. Um, but if not, you know, you got to move. We may be moving. You, you have to be prepared to move tight ends to, to O-line. You have to be prepared to move guys around. And uh, you can't just throw them in there. you got to rep them some there and get them prepared to go there. So you can just throw them in in the middle of the game and pat them on the butt going, good luck. We, we need you. But, um, 
you know, defensively, we just we're continuing to, to move guys around there as well. We've got a bunch of young guys. Um, uh, but I feel like you know, defensively we're in good shape. Our guys fly around offensively up front. We just got to continue to get healthy. You know, we got guys that are hurt, but I trust the guys who's going to play this Friday night. Um, they've prepared the right way. They're learning it. Um, so, Allie Chaney um, and Coach, to finish up, everybody thinks it's easy for a guy to move from tackle to guard or guard to tackle. That may be one of the toughest things in football. How, oh, go ahead, Coach. Yeah, we got we got a guy. Uh, we're hoping to get cleared though. That we're we're going to try to we'll move some guys around a little bit. That, you know, in the lineup that I think is going to be productive for us, not only the rest of this year, but in the future, I think. So, um, really proud. I can't tell you how proud I am of how these kids respond to, to these things. Because they could just as easily throw the towel in with it, with as much as we have going on right, right now. They could, because they see it at practice, they understand what we're going through, uh, but it don't don't change their mindset of we're, we're just going to find a way to win. Uh, we don't prepare however we have to prepare, and we don't find a way to win. And I'm really proud of the guys that's in that locker room. Um, really proud of them. I can't say it enough, and I go to war with them before I go to war with them. You know, if if we only have 11 guys left that can go to war, I'd go to war with whichever 11's left in that room before I go to war with anybody else. That's great. Howie? Coach, you talk about practice a lot. I know you're out of school this week. How does, does your practice you change any this week? Yeah, so I brought them in normal time on, on Monday. Uh, then I let them vote on what time they wanted to, to come in the rest of the week, and they all vote at 8 o'clock. So um, I actually voted at 7.30. I overruled it and said 8 because I don't trust I'd love to be here at 7.30 um, on fall break. So we actually get here at 8 o'clock and we get to work. Locker room, I take it. They can't be there at 7.30. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, so we're, we're, we get here at 8 o'clock. We get rolling, start practice about 9. We're done with the weight room. You know, we wait room and meet from from eight to nine. So. Well, yeah, I knew it was on fall break and everything. I'm just curious how much of a change that that took place this week. You got Hoax Bluff coming in. You said they run the power eye. Uh, is that mainly what they're going to run? Do they throw any passes out of that? They do. They they throw it a good bit. They actually they threw it a lot on Plainview. That's probably the most they've thrown it. Um, Plainview did a pretty good job stopping the run, but they were able to get kind of – they just had some big plays. I think he was like completed nine, nine passes um, against them. They were all pretty big plays. But, um, you know, they just get an eye north. Or they just get an eye north, I call it, a lot. Um, eye north twins. Uh, so it's just like us being in gun. To me, there's no difference. You know, they, they get in gun north. Like we get in gun with, with two and 22 in the backfield, 33 a tight end. That's – they just do it under center. Um, so we practiced, um, you know, that high formation all week. You know, they, they don't rarely put multiple guys in the backfield. It's normally just either it's a two-back set most of the time, and sometimes it's a one-back set where they split guys out and go spread. They've shown a few different things there. So in two minute and things, but they're very capable of throwing the football. Uh, their quarterback does a good job of getting the ball out. Um, and uh, – we got to be prepared for the pass as long as we run, as well as with the run game. So our guys got to be really ready to go up front on the D line because they're not they're pretty, they're pretty good on the line. Uh, they play hard, 
Um, our D-line's got to come ready to play, and our linebackers got to be ready to fit. So. You're talking about their quarterback and everything. Is he a mobile quarterback as far as being able to run and get out of the pocket if need be? He is. Uh, he, he don't – he don't show it a lot, but he's very capable of doing so. You know, he's a young guy. Um, he's just going to continue to get better. He's throwing the ball better as the year went on. So, um, he didn't throw it as much early in the year. Um, they started throwing it more here later in the year, and he's done a really good job of getting the ball out on time and putting it on target. So, we've got to be ready to go. Does he have, like, a primary receiver, or is he just scatters the ball everywhere? He does. He likes throwing a number one. He has a few different guys he likes to throw to, but uh, one's his favorite target. Uh, he likes, likes getting in the ball, and rightfully so. One's a good football player out wide. He does a good job getting open, and then he does a good job after the catch. So we're going to have to do a really good job um, of covering him up on Friday night. So on the defensive side for, for them, Hoax Bluff, what type of defense do they run? They run a 4 3 3 4, uh, a 5 front. What, what, what have you seen on this? Yeah, he's a he's an even front type guy. He's like to stay too high. Um, so even with that, you know, four, two box, he's going to try to stay too high to it. I don't think so against us. I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll be, he also shows a bare front. Um, so we prepared for both. We prepared for, for everything that he's shown on film. Um, so, you know, up front, our guys, we've seen, or we played against pretty much every front that we're going to see, I think the rest of the year. Uh, this year we faced Todd, we faced Even, we faced Bear. Uh, no one's going to surprise us with anything, um, but we've repped just like we do every week exactly what we think they're going to do or I feel like they're going to do. Um, and our O-line does a really good job of preparing and understanding what they're going to see and then going up there and executing on Friday night. I don't think it'll be any different. Our guys our guys are going to be ready to go. You know, on the back end, they like to play too high a lot. I think they – I don't think they'll do that as much against us. Um, I think they'll be one eye and even play a little bit of man. I, I mean, if it was – I always try to go into the game and I watch film and I see what people do, and then I try to take what they do and go, if I was preparing for us, what would I do? So I'm prepared in my head for if they do do that, what do we have to do? So that's why in Skelly all week we've worked every coverage I think they're going to give us. So um, – our quarterbacks have thrown against every coverage that I feel like they could give us. And, you know, we've repped and ran the ball during an inside run as much as we could inside run against every uh, deep front they could give us. But, you know, they do a really good job coaching their defense. So it should be a good, good football game and a good challenge for our guys. So to follow up on that kind of your own answer, you say that if you were scouting yourself, whatever, what do you expect them to do on special teams? Basically, is what I'm getting at. I guess uh, after seeing the issues that had took place this past week, uh, would you would you attack that if you were coaching against your team? I don't know. I think it's all uh, when you start doing that onside kick it every single time. This is just my opinion. Now, um, take it a grain of salt. Um, I think you send a message. Against 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 our against somebody like last Thursday night, we had our skill guys up there, um, and we had guys who play the infield and baseball up there. So, like we knew, you know, we we trusted the guys that was up there to make plays. 
you know, I'm off. You know, if he wants to do that, we're, we're prepared for it just like it was last week. Because, I, like you said, if I'm preparing against us, uh, I'm de- we are definitely ready um, for that this week as well. So we, we've got our skill guys up front again, and we have our wedge setters in the middle. And we're actually able to put 51 up front this week. 51's um, – he's – He's just really good. Um, he has really good ball skills. He, he catches it well. He throws it well. He stays after practice. He's a lot of lineman, D lineman, but um, he could just as easily play skill if I wanted him to. He's, he's, he's really good football player. He's an athletic kid. So we put him actually in the middle with the other two skill. But I think when you do that, that's, give us field position, please, because we'll take it at the 50, at the 45. Um, but in a way, I think you're sending a message that. Uh, we can't stop them. Maybe we can steal possession every single time. Um, or you just may not trust your guys to kick kick off. Sometimes I felt like that sometimes in the past. Like we may not trust your kick coverage team. And at least you're getting a chance to get the ball and you don't have to worry about them returning it. So there's a multiple different ways to look at it as a coach. And I think um, Plainview was more so, you know, they didn't kick it deep anyways. Um, their guy all year, it really was, I think it was on the numbers. So it was either, we felt like there was either going to squib it down the middle, kick it on the numbers, which wasn't that far, I don't think, um, as a young guy, or it was going to be kicking on the ground. So their game plan was really good against us. You know, if it's either give them a chance at a return or let's have a chance to get the football and kick it on the ground. And they did a really good job against us. There was really smart coaching on their part. So, um, but we are prepared for that. So if I was scouting us, yes, I probably would do that. that that's why I worded it the way I did as far as if you were scouting yourself, would you? Yeah, if I was scouting myself, I probably would do that. Now, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, if we continue to have kickoff woes like we're having right now the last few weeks, it's been really good up the last few weeks. And we put a bunch of different bodies trying to give guys rest because of injuries. All right, so we've got guys hurt, so we're trying to find ways to get them off the field here or there, and it's, it's hurt us a little bit in kickoff and stuff. Um, but we we scratched that, and uh, 51 come up to me the other night, and he was like, Coach, if you need me every single – I'll never leave the field. 69 come up and said the same thing. We have multiple guys saying, Coach, I don't – you ain't got to give me a break. You know, where before they may have been asking for it, but now they don't. They don't. They want to be on the field. And so it's kind of like they're, they're understanding. Some, some, sometimes they just don't trust me. Sometimes they may just have to learn it their own way, and I'll just, we'll just you know, show you. And uh, But I feel like kickoff's going to be better. Um, but if we continue to have problems, we might as well just onside it every time and either get it or give them the ball at the 40 rather than watching them return it to the 40. Um, but – I think our kickoff's going to do a better job. I'm excited about that this week. And our kick return, we've got some things in that I think is going to help us. And so we'll see. Uh, look forward to it. Could, could we see the old school jersey swapping with 51 and 69 every once in a while, putting them as eligible receivers or something since they're able to play? Yeah, we could with 51 for sure. <laughs> Randy, um, Coach, um, just real quick, and and, and, I, and this is Randall talking. This ain't Coach Van. Um, I know it was tough for the. It's tough after a loss to get on here, and we appreciate it. And uh, 
one question to wrap up and then we'll let you get out of here because I know it's been a long week. Uh, you talked about when they start squibbing every time or start going for it in a fourth down. Um, you can show your desperation sometimes by the way you call your your game. And when you start seeing that sometimes, does it ever go, they know they've got to steal possessions. They know they can't score with us. Um, sometimes you give away your game plan when you start doing some stuff like that, correct? Right. And, um, you know, I felt like going into the game um, that our defense was going to be able to do a good job. Um, I'd, I'd never dreamed that uh, we would get beat 33 to 30. I felt like if we was going to somehow, you know, get in a situation where we're going to lose the game, it'd be a low-scoring game. Um, and we just we just had some miscues, like I've talked about, that we need to get fixed. But I think you, you do do that. And, um, you know, we like – I don't even like putting trick plays in sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like when I practice it, I'm – I don't want the team to think that's the only way we can score when it's not. But if, if I ever see anything on film where I feel like we can steal a possession, steal a touchdown, then um, I'm going to put it in the world and try to steal it. It has nothing to do with me thinking we can't move the football because we threw a trick play the other night. And I felt like we could line up going into the game. I felt like we could line up and run the football every single play and never throw a fourth pass. And our, our offensive line was going to do their job and our running backs were going to do their job. All right. But you do. But sometimes I think it's just, uh, it also can be just rolling the dice and let's go. So, yeah, and that's, that that's Phil as a head coach on the sideline too. Just, hey, I just feel like – or something you've seen on Scout or something you've seen yeah. in film, I think we can fake one. Their end already crashes. So, anyway, Coach. Yeah, um, it, takes, it really takes the air out. Um of a team more than people like if you turn the ball over on offense it's it stinks that's bad um but we we didn't, we didn't have a turnover we didn't have a turnover in two three two games since Pitt has gone thing um but when you turn it over on special teams it really takes their air out of a football team i mean it's just something different i don't know how to explain it to you <laughs> where it makes sense. But even as a coach, when that happens on special teams and, and much less having three of them, um, but every time it happens, uh, it just hurts more than a turnover because you never had the ball on offense. You never uh, – so you, you stay on the field on defense. So just – Right. We got to clean that up. And you never got an opportunity to run your offense. Sometimes I feel like sitting in the booth when I see us turn one over on offense after – Maybe we're six plays into a drive and we turn it over. I go, oh, we made a mistake. But when you turn one over and you get no opportunity on offense, it's almost demoralizing that you went, oh, you, they they scored, they got the ball back. That's a 14-point swing. A lot of times it's the same if you score that last touchdown going into halftime and you get the football back in the third quarter. You have the ability to swing the game 14 points and the other team never touched the football in my head. Right. I agree. And we had a chance to, to do that. You know, we we got the field goal right before half. Big field goal by Andretti. And we're getting the ball after half. So we're just going to be able to stick, you know, it's a 10-point swing right there. Yeah. Um, and I think it completely changes complexion of the game. And they do a really good job. It was a really good kick by their kicker. And they did a good job getting on top of it. They made a play. And uh, 
Lineview deserves credit. Their players made a lot of plays throughout the game um, that if they wouldn't have made, they wouldn't have won. So um, their guys and their running backs, 10, 4, 26, uh, 3, their quarterback, um, and their O-line, but them running backs, 10, 4, uh, deserve a lot of credit because they run the ball really hard. And uh, even through injuries, um, they kept running the ball hard. So, so they deserve credit. Um, but we got to clean up our mistakes so it don't happen in the future. You said it, though. Goal one of the season was to have that home playoff game still intact. Got opportunity to play. We need a full house in Sylvania this weekend. Uh, get everybody out early. Hoax Bluff, uh, again, I, I, I've watched a lot of Hoax Bluff film this year because they kind of intrigued me because they were one of the more physical teams I've seen on the film. Chance to see some great football Friday night and, and, and pull the Rams on for a victory, Coach. That's right. Huge region game. You know, we need everybody out, you know, regardless of of how upset we still are because uh, we're not – our, our guys have done a really good job of getting past it and moving on because if you, if you dwell on something, it's just don't, don't let one loss turn into two or – don't let that loss affect how you prepare the next week. If you let it affect you, at least let it affect you in a positive way. You know, take take the, the bad, learn from it, take the good and get better on it, and try to find a way to win a, a big game this week against a good, really well-coached um, hoax blow football team um, that we're going to have to be really prepared to play against. And I'm excited. Good matchup for us. Um, I'm glad we have them at home. And we need to have that home crowd here supporting them and cheering them on. So, you as a coach, these last four games of the year, not against anybody you played early in the year, but you get some of the best coaches in Alabama across the sideline from Plainview all the way out to Fife with Hoax Bluff, Westbrook, and then Fife. So, big opportunity for you and the staff to 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 to, to measure yourself too. Yeah, it's it's always. Uh, I'm a competitive person, so I'm always trying to outcoach the guy across from me. Um, I didn't do a very good job that Thursday night um, across the board. Uh, you know, you know, there were some formations when I look back on film that maybe I should have stayed in a little bit more um, because we had them and they wouldn't get lined up really well. But we was also in formations where we had them um, and we just missed a guy here or there. But it's also it's really um, tough to prepare against. Good coaches, you know, and you know, we face them week in, week out um, in our region. You know, Coach Smith uh, is a really good football coach in Piedmont. He does a really good job, one of the you know best coaches in the state of Alabama. Um, I get to prepare against him, him every year. Um, and they do a really good job on both sides of the football. Um, I know he's an offensive guy, but he has a lot of say so on defense, I'm sure. And he, they do a really good job on defense. Um, they're probably one of the most sound defenses we play throughout the year. And, so it's, you know, awesome to be able to coach against them guys. And we just got to find a way to come out on top the next two weeks against, like I said, two good football teams and two well-coached football teams. Kids played hard Friday night. We'll play hard this Friday night. It's not effort. It's not. It, there. I've not seen one thing in film that this football team does anything but play hard. But uh, thanks for coming, Coach. Howie, do you have any words to finish up tonight? Yeah, starting next week, we're going to have a contest. Go to uh, – we got an email set up. It's called rivercity.media uh, at yahoo.com. That's rivercity.media 
at yahoo.com. If you can guess the total rushing yards for Savannah this week without going over, you could win this signed mini football from Coach Van and the four seniors. The tiebreaker will be the total points scored in the game. Of course, we know who's going to win, or at least we hope we know who's going to win. So just the total points and uh, total rushing yards for the game and then total points will be the tiebreaker. Send it to Riversidia, Riversidia.media. Who.com. River City, one word, media.com. All right. River, all. River City. River, we'll get around and say media at yahoo.com. Any limitation how many times they can order enter? No. The more the merrier. All right. Well, I'll be sending about 600 of them in this, this week. Coach Van, last words from, from last week and getting ready for uh, – a big physical regional matchup this week. Yeah, just like I said, we got we got to move past it. Like, like I know, uh, you know that one being a, a rivalry hurts, you know. But to me, uh, Coach Payne, that loss hurts just the same as any other loss to me because you know I want to win every single one of them. If you want, I would put myself as the most competitive person um, out there. I hate losing. I hate the thought of losing. Um, so anytime we do lose as a team, it tears me up because I feel like there's multiple things that I should have done better, and I know there there always will be. Uh, even in wins, I know there's – I go back and watch film and wish I'd have done things differently that I didn't do. But it's easier to, you know, learn from after a win than it is after a loss and look back and realize, you know, or wish you would have done things a little different here or there. But – uh, we got to learn from it as a staff and as a as a team and, and move forward because you can't change it. It's like I told the team, you can't change that loss. That loss will stay a loss next week. It'll stay a loss in the offseason. It'll stay a loss next year. Like that game's over, you can't change it. only thing you can control is what you do uh, the next two weeks. Uh, injured guys will stay injured right now. You can't change them. You can't go in there and um, – there's only one that can change that, and that's God, and you can pray about it. But we can't we can't change it overnight. It's, not, it's impossible. Right? We can't. So we just got to control what we can control. That's all we can do. Um, and our guys are doing a really good job of doing that so far this week. We've got to continue to do it in the morning and Thursday morning and be ready to go on Friday night. So we're excited. All right, Coach, appreciate it. And, again, I'm saying it for Randall. Coach, I, I know how tough it is to do this after a loss, any loss, but we appreciate you. Uh, Sylvania's lucky to have you. We're lucky to have you. We appreciate you as a head coach. Uh, I, I can't emphasize how um, privileged it is to do this show with you. Uh, Howie Chaney, I'm, I'm not going to say how privileged that is. I'll, I'll save that one for another day. For Howie Chaney, for Coach Van, this is Randall Cunningham on the Tyler Van Show. We'll send you next week after Hoax Bluff.